Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way. And yes, we are back with your daily Arsenal Agenda show. Your daily show from 9.30am Monday to Friday. And not just a show because we are also a podcast too, which you guys can check out. And of course, we have to have a guest with us. And Guy, Guy Clark, how are you, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. Excited. Uh, League Cup semi-final day. I feel as I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a dying breed sometimes of getting excited about the League Cup. But with last week's game being postponed and having watched kind of the, the full tie play out between Chelsea and those down the road, it's really whetted the appetite now. And I'm hopeful, really hopeful we can get to, a, uh, get to Wembley, get to a final and uh, hopefully get some more silverware, because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. I tried to sack myself up for a Carabao Cup game too, but I think with last week, Liverpool cancelling the game in suspicious circumstances, it just added to the build-up. So I'm quite excited for today, especially after the poor performance against Nottingham Forest. I'm expecting the boys to turn up today and show something different. But, Guy, before we do touch on to the Liverpool-Arsenal game, we have been busy in the transfer market, linked to a number of players, shall we say. And one player in particular is Artur Mello from Juventus. Now, of course, our very own Chris Wheatley from Football.London did report that Arsenal were interested in signing him. And since then, it's just seemed to accelerate. Some reports have been saying that we are in advanced negotiations, whilst Fabrizio Romano saying we are chasing him heavily. And Guy, just how good of a signing would he be if he was able to bring in Artur? Yeah, I'm really excited by this one um, because it kind of, we go to the next calibre of player, don't we? Obviously, the summer recruitment hinged so much on those kind of young, up-and-coming, promising players. I mean, Albert Sambi Lokonga, probably the poster boy kind of for that, of what Arsenal wanted to do in the summer, bringing in these young players who are going to develop and kick on. But Arter, as you say, having been at the, the clubs he's been at and obviously at Juventus right now, would be a really exciting deal. The other element of it, which really excites me, is the fact that it's a loan deal perhaps that's being spoken about. Now, we've seen Arsenal starting moving some players out of the building and obviously freeing up that wage bill. The likes of, of Balogun, Maitland-Niles, Pablo Marie's linked with a move to, to Udinese as well. So that frees up the wage bill to bring in maybe some higher quality players. But equally, this one being a loan suggests there might be something else coming in the summer. Plus, maybe in this window, is there room for a striker? Yeah, we shall see. I think there is. I think the way we are pushing for a decent fly over it, hopefully... Depends how, will... depends how serious, though, Arsenal want to take it, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I don't think many of us expected coming into this January window to be in fourth. Now, regardless of whether that's due to games played by the likes of Tottenham and Manchester United or not, the facts are that Arsenal are in fourth and the squad needs investment and perhaps fourth place is there for the taking. Now, bringing in a player like Artur into the midfield, I think we'll, we'll see, and we've seen already this season, the big away games, we've not controlled that midfield well enough. We've not been able to dictate possession well enough. He could be a player who for the second half of the season is able to do that. And with a few of the big boys to come to 
Emirates Stadium. I'm thinking the likes of Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City have obviously already been as well. But some of those big games and games in which we drop points, the likes of Everton and Brentford as well, he might be a guy who can make the difference in the short term equally, might free up the opportunity to bring in a centre forward who could be the guy who puts the ball in the back of the net at the top end of the pitch. Absolutely. So would you say Artur is almost the the best uh, hopeful signing we could get in the midfield? I think sign a player of that quality on a loan deal in January, I think it's almost a steal. And I think he would be the excellent stopgap until the summer. Maybe if he does really well, there could be a few to buy him on a permanent deal because he's still only 25 years old. So he has still got time to grow, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. And, that, and that's the thing is these, again, they're not over the hill players that we're going for on loan, obviously. And I, I, I would be, I, I wouldn't say that Gini Wijnaldum is over the hill, but he was absolutely excellent during his time at Liverpool. But when I was seeing that name banded about, I thought, yeah, I'll take him. That'd be a great option. And I think like Wijnaldum, Artur is quite a multifunctional midfield player. And as you say, the thing for me, I think a loan deal, it suits all parties because for us, we don't know how he would adapt to the Premier League and he will be on a considerable wage, I'm sure, with the club he's coming from being Juventus and where he has plied his trade elsewhere. So we wouldn't be signing ourselves away to a financial commitment that maybe might not work out equally <clears throat> come the summer. If Champions League football is secured, we can maybe look at other options. Or, as you say, we look at maybe putting in a an option there to, to bring him in on a permanent basis. We've seen it work well for Martin Erdegaard. It, it might might work well for Artur as well, but I just think it's sensible business all round, really. It boxes off a very much a problem position. I think midfield depth is, is really where Arsenal need to strengthen in this window with a quality addition, which Artur would be. But that, that question still hangs over the centre-forward position too. Yeah, it does still hang. And the guys in the comment section have had their say about the signings in this possible window. As Kevin Stone says, need to chase a permanent striker more than anyone at the moment. Benjamin says, please go for Flaovic. James says, Flaovic all the way. And uh, I think we get the consensus of what Arsenal fans really do want in this window. But we shall see how that goes. But before we do speak on any striker situation, we have been linked with another midfielder guy. And now Charles Watts has said from goal from goal.com has said that in the summer, Arsenal will be looking at possibly signing Yuri Tielemans from Leicester. Now, of course, he's been excellent for Leicester over the last couple of seasons. And would he be the striker you'd go to the midfielder, sorry, would you would go for in the summer guy? Yeah, Graham's comment there on, on screen. He would be excellent. And and what I was just saying before about Artur and not having played in the Premier League, I suppose that is the one question mark that would hang over him. Yuri Tielemans has not only played in the Premier League, he's absolutely excelled we've seen it firsthand when he's played against Arsenal as well in the past and I think I'm right in saying by the summer he goes into the final 12 months of his contract so it's a situation Arsenal found themselves in all too often that they then get into the last 12 months of a contract of a player who doesn't have the intention of signing a new deal and therefore are compromised in the transfer market in terms of what value they can get for him. So whilst last summer we seem to be chasing James Madison relentlessly at Leicester City and we know how hard a bargain they drive. You've seen the, the, the sales that they have made over recent years, the likes of Harry Maguire and Ben Chilwell. Maybe this might be one of those where actually Leicester can be caught out and Yuri Tielemans would be an absolutely fantastic signing should Arsenal be able to kind of... Um, solidify that interest that's been reported. Yeah, my only issue with Tielemans is how will he uh, pivot alongside Thomas Partey because I think they're both better on the ball. However, off the ball, I don't know if he has the mm. has the, tena yeah, the tenacious nature about him to really support Partey and help him with his adaptation period. Would you agree with that or would you say, no, those two would work together? No, I see where you're coming from. To and now you say it, it kind of lodges in my head that 
in many ways, is he is he a bit like Aaron Ramsey in that situation of a very good ball player can get you goals from a midfield and carries that threat from deep. But as we saw so often saw with Aaron Ramsey in those big games, certainly positionally in the midfield, maybe was occasionally overrun. I do think Tielemans is is more comfortable sitting deeper than say what Ramsey was for Arsenal. Aaron Ramsey, I have to say, um, much maligned at one stage of his Arsenal career, turned out to be one of my favourites of the modern era. But I do think with Tielemans, do think he would be more suited to sitting deeper. And I think with Thomas Partey, I mean, it is one game, but that Manchester City game, just before he went away for the Africa Cup of Nations, I think really began to change a lot of perceptions as to how he could hold down a midfield by himself. And I think with someone like Tielemans next to him, I do think they'd actually be well suited, but I do get the point you're making regarding kind of that defensive nous. But at the end of the day, that's that's where I think Arsenal need to improve with the midfield is having more options in there as opposed to when you look at sort of the, the, the top end of the pitch, those three who play behind a striker at the moment with four options and they rotate and they all keep each other hungry. At the moment in, in that midfield base, we jack a and Partey, for me, Lokonga's maybe not quite ready to be a full first-team option, but a quality option in there as well, all of a sudden, we're starting to have decisions to be made. Yeah, absolutely. I think also Shaka isn't known, renowned for his ball-winning abilities, but Thomas Partey still thrived in a game against Manchester City. As you said, so I think Tillemans would be an excellent signing, and if he does have 12 months remaining on his contract at the end of the season, then, of course, Leicester can't almost hold us to ransom like they did with James Madison, but we shall see how that goes. Now, let's just touch on the game tonight, guy, and it's a big game for Arsenal, of course. It's surrounded by a lot of controversy after last week when it was, the game was controversially uh, postponed. How big is this game, the first leg tonight, and do we need to make a statement for before we go into the second leg next week? Oh Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting now, and both... Mikel Arteta and Jurgen Klopp spoke about it in their pre-match press conferences, which are on the channel, about how the dynamic of the tie changes now, the fact that we travel to Anfield for the first leg and the second leg is at Emirates. And I have to say that I hadn't really thought too much about it. I thought it's two games, you play them where you play them. But given our record, certainly away from home, I do think it is crucial that we come away, damage limitation. I, I, would, I would snap your hand off for a draw tonight. Um, go there, play with the personality and the vigour that we showed in those kind of opening 30 minutes or so at Anfield in the league. Obviously, we know what happened in the second half, but after that incident with Sadio Mane and Ben White, the place really did seem to erupt. And it is the night games really where where Anfield does seem to come alive. And Arsenal have been involved in a few classics uh, there down the years, including in the League Cup. I remember Julio Baptista scoring there in a very high-scoring game indeed. But yeah, I have to say I'm I'm really enthused and excited about it. Much like before, when I was on before we went to Old Trafford, I want to start us going to these big, intimidating away grounds and play with some personality like we did against Man City at home. Let's get on the ball, show what we can do rather than playing into the traps. And sometimes we've seen it where we've been quite tentative and you know there's just one loose pass away from us being completely wide open and sort of at our own undoing. I think it's about going there, having that confidence and trying to take the game to them, but also remaining resolute defensively. The fact that we're playing at Anfield first, we need to take it like we've almost finished top of the Champions League group because the teams who finish top, they go away first and then they get the second leg at home. So we should take that as an advantage, think, OK, we can get a result here, get a draw here, then we really go and now the hammer home um, 
at the Emirates. So I don't want to get too carried away, but and I mean we we have seen him in obviously Europa League games, two-legged games, but it is a bit of a, a an audition now for this incarnation of Arteta's Arsenal as to maybe a prelude to what could be expected in Champions League big ties of how he actually does navigate and manage a two-legged encounter. Yeah, definitely. It would be interesting to see. And of course, we're going to see how he does navigate and set up his lineup. But Guy, would you go full strength for this game considering we have the North London derby on Sunday or do you rest a couple of players? It is a selection headache, isn't it? It's, yeah, I'm scratching my head there trying to just, <laughs> just think about it. I mean, Arteta did reference that there might be a bit of an outbreak in the squad, so it will be who's available, really. Um, and I think we're getting to a stage with the Arsenal squad where we don't have much depth. And I think that might be another thing for the summer of bringing in maybe three or four high-quality players to strengthen the depth of the squad more than anything. Um, yeah, I, as I say, if Jack is fit, I think he plays. If not, there's a big question then in the midfield as to what do you do? Can you play Lukonga and, and Patino in the midfield away at Anfield? I mean, that would be quite a, a scary thing. But given Mohamed Elneny and Thomas Partey are both away at the Africa Cup of Nations, I'm struggling really to think what other options Arsenal have in that midfield area. Um, so, yeah, in terms of answering your question, yeah, I, I would go full strength because, as I say, I think it's an opportunity to win silverware. And I think that's, that is one of the big things for Mikel Arteta is proving that he is a winner. He's already got an FA Cup under his belt as Arsenal manager, but continuing now with this squad to try and get some uh, silverware on the board early, I think would be huge for the belief. And, and the buy-in from the young players, I always go back to thinking about the, the 2011 League Cup final against Birmingham City still kind of keeps me up at night thinking about it. But with the young squad Arsene Wenger had assembled then, I think if we'd won that tournament, it would have ended the trophy drought at the time that was being spoken about loads and loads and loads and actually may well have given a buy-in to a number of those young players. And perhaps the likes of Nasri, Fabregas, Song, Van Persie may well have thought, actually, we are onto something here and, and stayed. And I, I think it is important to, to try and get silverware on the board. Yeah, absolutely. And... I don't think there's a better time to be playing Liverpool, to be honest. No Mohamed Salah, no Sadio Mane. So, worst comes to worst, and we do lose this game, guy. I think it is, and we do play a full strength team. It just really shows how much we're probably scared of Liverpool if they can't beat them with Sadio Mane or, or Mohamed Salah, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you say that, and it goes back to what I said before about us maybe lacking depth, but they still have Diogo Jota about. I don't think Takumi Minamino is a, a, a poor player by any means. He played really well against Arsenal in the Community Shield actually at the beginning of last season and scored their goal in that game and the much derided Divock Origi but always seems to turn it on for Liverpool when they need him. Um, they do still have quality options um, but it, we are playing them when they would be at their weakest I suppose without those two weapons of the attack who over years now have caused no end of problems to Arsenal. Roberto Firmino is also I think likely to probably be about for them as well. Again, he's been part of that trio that have, have caused issues for, for Arsenal. But I take the point, and, and, and that's why I said before, I think it's time to go to one of these places and try and play with a bit of a swagger and confidence and actually get into the game with with Liverpool missing those two players. I suppose that does only build some kind of confidence for Arsenal to think, you know what, we can go and play our game rather than need to, to sit in and be fearful of being caught too high up the pitch. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this is the best chance to fail Liverpool and we do need to take advantage of advantage of that, sorry, and hopefully we will do. But just before we end the show, guys, we are going to touch on your guys' comments and your questions in the comment section. And Graham Cardwell asked, guy, I read recently that Todd Cantwell from Norwich has been made available for sale, cost is around 15 million. Do you think Arsenal should make a bid? He fits the A structure and could add squad depth. Do you agree with, with Graham here? Uh, Graham's one of our regulars and I think makes an awful lot of good points on a number of occasions. But for me, I'm struggling to to think where Todd Cantwell fits in at Arsenal. Already said, I think the one area of the pitch we do have depth at the moment and strength is in that kind of trio behind the striker. And Cantwell very much like Emile Smith-Rowe favours either being on the left or in that number 10 role. I think if we're going to bring anyone in in that kind of area, it's to play either off the right or in in the inside pocket because um, Nicola Pepe doesn't seem to be getting a look in. And I'd imagine if he's going to move on, that would be, then be a backup to Bukayo Saka that is brought in. I think £15 million pounds is, a, is a great valuation on Todd Cantwell. Equally, I'm not sure if his ceiling's probably at the height of which what Arsenal need to to kind of look to be reaching now if we are saying that top six in, in Champions League qualification is on the cards. So I, I would say no to it, but I do I do see where he's coming from. 15 million, you'd say it'd be a good deal. Yeah, I think if it was after the 2019-2020 season, I would have maybe even beat a handle for it because I thought he would have done really well. But this year, he's really struggled to break into the I don't think he's featured all too much in the championship last no. season for him either. Um, yeah, so it's kind of almost regressed. So I don't think I'd be willing to pay 50 million. I think there is better options out there for Arsenal, for our quality anyway, and for where we want to reach. He is a good player, though. You do have to. We do have to recognise that. But on to the next question, guy. And NMSC sorry, asks, what do you think about a griddle with Flyovich this season and then loaning him back? He really wants to take Fiorentina to Europe, so that would fulfil his wish and be good for our future. Hmm. I don't like these kind of deals. I think if you're buying a player, you buy them, you buy them for now. And I think the whole thing with Vlahovic and Arsenal supposedly looking at going big in January is trying to basically strike while the iron's hot, whilst Arsenal are in fourth place in the Premier League of saying, look, we're looking to get Champions League football. You come in, be the man, put your money where you uh, sorry, put your mouth where the money will be for you. Uh, walk the walk and show us that actually... You want to play Champions League football, so be the man to get us into the Champions League and then show us what you can do. Um, he might want to take Fiorentina into Europe, but as I say, if he signs for Arsenal, Arsenal want him to take them into the Champions League. So that would be, I suppose, the, the way you put it to him. Um, and equally, I think, with Vlahovic, I think this one needs to, to come to a conclusion, I would say, kind of in the next week or so. Um, by the time we played Liverpool in the second leg of the, uh, the Carabao Cup, I'd like to think we're, we're more down the line of perhaps having brought in a midfield player and then looking at a striker and and not kind of being led a merry dance. Mikel Arteta said that the best players in the world are still interested in joining Arsenal. If he's not Vlahovic, I'm confident. And, and I think with Arsenal and with Edu, with Mikel Arteta, sometimes maybe there needs to be the arrogance. We are Arsenal Football Club. We're not going to be waiting around and be messed about. Let's go and get someone who we know will do the job for us. Yeah, I agree. I think we need an immediate response response in the striker position with Aubameyang go, uh, not getting back into the squad, like I said, in the last year of his contract. And Kesho looked like he's going as he is, he is in talks with Crystal Palace. Balogun going on loan to Middlesbrough. We need a striker that can come in and hit the ground running. So that's why I've had my little doubts about Flaovic. Is he ready yet? Has he really proven himself? So learning him back for me is just not an option as we need a striker who will answer to our problems straight away. And the final question, Guy, from Stevie Lim, do you say Flaovic or Dominic Calvert-Lewin? 
Um, <clears throat> when the links of Calvert-Lewin first came around, I was kind of thinking, oh, I'm not really sure. And mm. Then Vlahovic, it came more and more on the scene. Now, they're two players to me who, with their physique, you would say, would do well, not only their link-up play, but rely on crosses. Now, I've been watching Arsenal closely more in that regard in the last few weeks, thinking, do we put crosses into the box for a striker to thrive off? And Kieran Tierney, since really wrestling his place back from Nuno Tavares after that injury, is our best crosser at a ball and is most productive in that regard. So it probably is clearly the way that Arsenal want to go of a striker to really be that that focal number nine. And for me, looking at it, I would actually lean towards Calvert-Lewin right now. Um, I think his link-up play is brilliant. I think his... Obviously, this season he's been very injury hit, so you're kind of still taking it off last season. But the way in which he, he took lessons on from Carlo Angelotti and really did adapt his game to now become more of a clinical one-touch finisher. I don't think he's a great one-on-one finisher when he bears down on goal, but he is instinctive. He's got very good link-up play and he does press from the front. And I think, again, you wouldn't have that adaptation of knowing if he could fit into the Premier League. And I'm just going to go off on a, a tangent here and put Kevin's comment on screen before we spoke about Todd Cantwell, but he's saying, what about Jared Bowen? coming to Arsenal from from West Ham. And as I said before, someone maybe who could play off that right-hand side. He's also at times played through as a, a false nine at West Ham as well. I think he'd be a brilliant option as well. And I think that's now where Arsenal are. Let's fix the midfield and then look at players who really are going to bring goals to this team. Dusan Vlahovic, again, lots of questions still out there. I don't watch him week in, week out. But from Stevie's question about Vlahovic or, or Calvert-Lewin, knowing that he's ready for the Premier League, I, I, at this moment in time, would probably side on Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, absolutely. I think it just seemed like he would be a cheaper option as well because Flavich looks like it's going to be an expensive package indeed. But we shall see how the transfer window plays out. And guys, that is the end of the episode for now. Guy, thank you as always, mate. Cheers, mate. And uh, yeah, hopefully, let's, uh, let's see at least a draw, but hopefully first leg advantage in the Carabao Cup tonight. Yeah, actually, before you go, yes, I'm going to get your score prediction. What are you going? Oh, no one wins with a prediction. <laughs> no one would. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one-one. I'm gonna sit on the fence and say I'll take a one-one right now. Um, but I would, I would love it if we had a first, first leg advantage. But uh, to be fair, having recently been there and, and lost four-nil in the league, I don't, I don't think really we can be, uh, we can be too greedy. So uh, yeah, I'll go for a one-one. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go for a two-two. I think it's gonna be a game we could have won, but. We fall short because of our previous history there. So I'll go for a 2-2. I'll take either score. I'll take a draw, to be honest, and take a go to the Emirates and hopefully get the win there. I think that'll be a good result for us tonight. But we shall see you guys. But everyone, make sure you like the, like the video and like the podcast as well as it will be out in the podcast format. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. <laughs>